Welcome to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Callie O'Connor. I've gone from career burnout to taking multiple career breaks, scoring several remote jobs, and even starting my own business while traveling to over 80 countries. The one thing that held me back from starting sooner was that I didn't believe it was possible for me. I wasn't aware that travel could become part of my lifestyle. Through this podcast, I'm so excited to share with you the travel possibilities that are out there for you. In season three, we're talking all about travel jobs. Let's get started. Hello, I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Bethany Wright, and we are talking all about working as a summer camp counselor as today's travel job. Bethany is a British female living in Toronto. She has been in the summer camp industry for over a decade and is truly passionate about summer camps. So much so that she created Brit in the Six to help international staff members prepare for their first summer at camp through her social media, blog, and podcast called Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie. So it's a really good conversation. You can tell Bethany loves what she does. She's so genuine and It's just a really cool, unique job that some people do just for a summer or two. And Bethany's really built her career around it. So without further ado, here's the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. We've got another excellent interview episode today with my guest, Bethany. So Bethany, welcome to the show. Why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm Bethany. I am a British female that has moved to Toronto, Canada, and I now live here in Toronto, Canada, but I found this beautiful country through working at summer camps. Um, And that is something that I still do to this day. Yay. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. The travel job is working as a summer camp counselor. So how cool. Why don't you take us back? to when you first got started working at summer camp? For sure. So I was a university student back home in England and I had terrible time finding work. Absolutely terrible time. Nobody wanted to hire me because I was going back to university. Um, So I just Googled jobs abroad because I was sick and I didn't want to stay in my hometown for another summer. And the first thing that popped up was summer camps. So I applied through a summer camp agency and was actually placed in the United States for my first summer. And I worked, I worked as a specialist, a dance specialist, and I got to meet all the campers throughout the camp and teach them dances and have fun with them in sort of something that I truly loved to do. And I could share that passion with them. But after, and then after doing that summer, I got to travel around the States, which as a 20-year-old is amazing, like getting to travel around the States with people that I just met doing this job. And then I went back and finished university. And I was like, I really want to do that again. Like I got the travel book. So I was like, well, I've ticked America off. Like where else can I do this? And that's when I found that Canada also has summer camps, overnight camps. So I applied through a different agency that specialized in Canadian summer camps, got placed. And yeah, 10 summers later, this summer will be my 10th summer 
So 10 summers later, I'm still going and working at summer camp. And yeah, it's just truly, it's become a passion of mine to go and be in such a picturesque place and be with children and be away from the hustle and the bustle of the city. It's truly, truly special. This is really cool. And I want to, there's a lot to unpack here. So had you ever attended summer camp before as a kid? No, like in England, we don't really have summer camp. Like the way that our school year is set up, we only have five or six weeks off in the summer anyway. So by the time that you go on vacation with your family or you go and see people here and there, you're already starting to get ready for the next school year. So it's not really something we have. The only concept of summer camp I actually had was via like TV or like parent trap films or like TV shows and just what was out there in the media. That's all I knew. So that's all I had to base my findings off, which is wild when you think about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to the wilderness and I'm going to live in a cabin or a tent. I didn't I didn't even know at that point when I signed <laughs> up. I was like, I don't even know where I'm living. I just know that people do this, so it must be okay. <laughs> I love that. What a leap of faith. So can you tell us more about these agencies that help place you in these positions? What do they do and how does it work? Yeah, so... The summer camp agencies are really like there to be a guide. So I, you basically pay them for their expertise and they help you from start to finish. So I said, I want to work at summer camp. There are thousands, tens of thousands of summer camps out there in North America. And you upload an application and they put your application out there to camps and they help find a job for you. So they put it all out there. They even fly camp directors out to England or to different parts of the world. And there's like a job fair atmosphere that you can go to. So if you want to meet people in person, they actually host that for you as well, which is really, really cool. I got my first job through a camp fair and I got to meet the camp director there in the flesh in person. And I met tons that day and got a job there on the spot. So they help with that. They help with the visa aspect of it all because going to the States, you need a cultural exchange visa to work. Um, But the agency does all of that. They have like a legal team. They have like a visa specialist team and they tell you exactly what to do, when to do it. And they basically give you the green light to say, okay, you've been placed. You've got your visa. Now it's time to book your flights. And they help you. They help you through this process. Um. And these agencies specialize in 18 to 30 year olds that have never, some people, this might be the first time they've ever left home. So they specialize in that handholding that I guess we all kind of need in that situation, especially it kind of put my family, my friends mind at ease. The fact that I went through a summer camp agency as well. Because they were like, oh, at least we know that there's always going to be somebody there to help. Like when I don't know, when I can't be there to like give you a hug, I know that somebody is like there to like give you to like give you the advice or whatever you need at that moment. So that was kind of kind of nice as well. It was a good like midpoint between staying at home and being bored or totally going off on my own with my own rucksack 
and figuring things out on my own. It was just a nice midpoint. Wow, that's so interesting. And so were there counselors from all over the world? Yeah, so my first summer camp experience, the camp um, was an international camp. So they had campers and staff from, I think, like 50-something countries from all around the world. So there was so many people flying in to work at this summer camp that you got to like hear everybody's life stories and see what little bits of the culture they brought to the camp and things like that. And that was really, really fun. And then on the flip side at the Canadian camp, most of their staff are actually Canadian and have actually gone to that camp as campers and have grown up and become staff members. So the international community there was small, but they were mighty because they were in and amongst this Canadian amazing culture and they were learning alongside people that have gone to this summer camp all their lives, really. So that I've I've experienced both sides of the spectrum and both are rewarding in completely different ways, but amazing at the same time. Very cool. What a unique experience. And so when you arrived, what was it like? And where were you exactly in the United States for your first placement? Yeah. So in the United States, I was in Pennsylvania in the Pocono Mountains. So again, a gorgeous part of the country. I was very, very lucky to be placed there. And yeah, I flew into JFK. I spent a night in NYC in like a 16-person dorm room. Bearing in mind, this was my first hostel experience ever. <laughs> and I'm in a 16-person oh, hostel room. But everybody in, in the room was in the same boat as me everybody was all going to summer camps so that was kind of nice like when you're chatting and talking to people they're like oh I've been placed at like French words and that's like in upstate New York oh I'm actually going like to Maryland and traveling down from here so it was really nice to see like the blend of people that we were staying with um from New York the camp picked us up from the hostel and drove us to the camp which was Again, lovely, really lovely thing. And 12 of us arrived on site together and we were all brand new. We were all brand new, all never set foot on property or brand new to the job, never worked at summer camp before. And we were like, okay, this is our, like, we're looking around and you're like, this is our group. Like we all, whatever we're feeling, we're all feeling it together. And you all you know is from before setting foot on property is what social media shows you or what's on their website or the flyers it's not until you like or what google even google earth now is amazing because you can see like how big or small the property is when you set foot on that property it's kind of like okay i'm actually here now it's it's real like yes i've flown on a plane you do that when you go on vacation. Yes, I've done some sightseeing in New York, but it could you could still trick yourself into thinking it's vacation. But the minute you step foot on that property, you're like, oh my goodness, it's real. It's really real. And it's that first kick in where you're like, I'm this is going to be something totally different that I've never done before. And you get those butterflies in your stomach and you're like, oh, this is it's happening. <laughs> like, so it's it was pretty wild, but you get through it. 
And is it, do you arrive early before the campers for a training component? Yeah. yeah. So you, the 12 of us that arrived were all brand new. We arrived a week before the campers arrived. And there was like a bit of a two, three day period where staff like intermittently came in. Um, so we were like one of the first groups and then some more international staff came the next day and they were like returning international staff. And then the rest of the staff came the day later. So it was kind of nice that you didn't have that overwhelming feeling of everybody's coming in together. It was nice that it was like gradual. So you could like get your bearings, get a good night's sleep and that type of thing. The week before the kids arrive is totally different from when the kids arrive, (laughs) but it's a great bonding experience because you get to know the people that you're going to be living with. You get to know the people you're going to be working alongside And you get to really know the site that you're living on. Like you need to feel comfortable in where you're going to lay your head every night. So that was kind of nice as well that you kind of, okay, this is where home's going to be. Let me make it homey. Let me unpack. Let me like stick a picture up on my wall. Let's, you know, all those little things that you do to make any place that you go and you stay for for longer than a week, you want to make it your own. And that's kind of what that first week was for me. Yes, you're learning tons of info um, about either kids or how the camp works or like first aid and all of that like logistic stuff, but also like figuring out, okay, this is what I'm going to feel comfortable with. Like just those little nuances. Yeah, because there's definitely the tactical component, but then the personal component, you are there doing something completely new and you're responsible for other people. So yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So did it end up differing from what you knew from learning in the parent trap and whatnot? (laughs) Like, yes, it's very (laughs) like the nature and the picturesque of what you see on TV is what you see and what you live amongst when you're at camp. However, the job I was not prepared for at all. Like I was, when you start a new job any anywhere, it's like, it's a lot to get your head around. But that with coupled with a brand new country and culture that you have to get your head around, plus trying to make a really good first impression and make friends plus taking off like looking after people's children like that's a lot that's just a lot to consume and you have to learn on the job pretty quick otherwise you're gonna get left behind you like have to somehow crank yourself up for that first week to be like it's okay if you don't know what you're doing um but like fake it till you make it let's still have fun let's still go and if you don't know what you're doing it's fine but like, let's bring people along for the ride and ask questions. And so that side, even even before the campus arrived, even when I was on site, I it doesn't prepare you. They can try and explain it as much as they want. But I think, especially doing so many summers, I think every summer is so unique because the kids that you come in contact with and the staff that you work alongside are unique every summer. Even if it's the same person that you were with last year, they've still grown another year from summer to summer and they might become 
not new people, but more evolved. And so every summer is totally different. And that's what I enjoy. I enjoy that part of it. I enjoy the fact that even though it's a place that is familiar and it has a, I'm, I'm so fond of, no two summers will be the same. And that's exciting as well. I love that because like it's familiar, but not necessarily comfortable because of how dynamic yeah. it is. I love that. Cool. Yeah. And where did you travel the, after your first summer in the U.S.? Uh, so you get bussed to New York, which was lovely. Um, but from New York, a big group of us flew down to Miami and, <laughs> and did Miami for a few nights and then we traveled up and did Orlando for a few nights. Um, and then we traveled up that coastline and ended up in New Jersey because friends that we made went to Rutgers. So we were like, okay, we'll come and experience again, another culture of US university college life. Like we went we went for like freshers week and we saw like a football game and we saw, and we like went around all like the fresh, the freshman like um, fairs that were happening. And that was just a really fun atmosphere. And then from there, me and a few friends actually flew over to the West coast and we did LA for a few, a few days, Santa Monica for a few days and stayed it like in that area for just under a week before I had to come home. So I was very, very lucky that first year that I was lucky for one that we accepted tips um, at the summer camp because that's basically what I used to fund my travels. I was like, okay, once once my tips run out, like I can't travel anymore. So we were very lucky that that's just, I could do all of that but I was also 20. So I was like, I don't want to go to Vegas. I don't want to go to like New Orleans because I feel like if I want to go, I want to experience everything that city has to offer. So that was like in the back of my mind also. Um, but again, going to the Canadian summer camp after that camp, I would travel as well. So the places that I haven't gone like I road tripped down to from Toronto. We road tripped down to Washington, DC and did like Washington, Philly, New York, Boston. And that was a super fun trip. Um, lots of, again, lots of traveling, lots of driving, but that was a super fun trip as well. Um, so that's like also a little bonus that the people that you meet at summer camp, you can, you make friends with and you make travel plans with them because you want to spend time with them. You want to make those memories with them and you go and travel this amazing continent of North America and you probably see more of the continent than people that actually live there. Like whenever I say, oh, I've gone over to like to Nova Scotia and PEI and New Brunswick in Atlantic Canada, I speak to people here in Toronto to this day and they go, I've never been out East. Is it amazing? And these are well-traveled people. These are people that have gone to Europe. These are people that have gone like down to South America, but they've never explored the country that they live in. It's so funny because I feel like that's so common and I'm guilty of it in the US too, having extensively traveled the world. 
but less so in the US. It's it's common. I think we make an assumption that it will always be there, but like, yeah. And maybe that's true, but will we always be there? Like you got to see some of these opportunities and there is a lot of beauty nearby. So that's yeah. amazing. For sure. So, so after your first year in Canada, did you go back to the same camp the following year? Yes. Yeah, so all of my years in Canada, I've gone back to the same camp um, and I've done like different roles every, like almost every summer. And also within our camp, there are different offshoots of different camps that happen within the same location. So I've been able to experience like the shoulder months of the summer where we, where they rent the site out and we run events with like school groups or corporate groups or weddings or like adult summer camps. So we get to like put those on for people and that's really fun as well. And we open up the site for another camp that comes in, a sports camp that are only there for a week and we work alongside them. So even though I've been in the same geographical place, I've seen the site be used for so many different camps and that's really special as well that people that don't just do the overnight camp, we can share like a little slice of camp magic to other people as well. So that's pretty special. Very cool. And at what point did you end up staying in Canada and not returning to the UK? So it wasn't until, I don't know, 2017 was when I got a two-year visa for Canada. So with being from the UK, part of the Commonwealth, there is like a two-year work and travel visa. So I applied for that and got that and was on that for two years. So I got to live in Toronto and then go up and work at summer camp and then come back down, which was really nice. And then after that finished, I applied for permanent residency for here in Canada and um, got permanent residency. So now I am here in Canada full time. So it's been, it's, oh, I have to do math now. It's been almost six years, almost six years that I've lived in Toronto. So it's a lot of fun. It's, I mean, it's a great city. It really is. Um, So I'm very, very lucky. That's awesome. And you probably didn't think that this is what would happen when you first went to summer camp. Not at all. I honestly, I thought that summer camp was, you. I'll go when I'm at university. And I remember that first Canadian summer, I thought, okay, I'll do it. I've just graduated university. I'll go and do it. And then I'll go and get a real job. A real job. I use air quotes. Um. And I tried, I really tried. Like I graduated with a musical theater degree. I went out professionally performing and I just, something just didn't hit. I like really wanted to, to be honest, that first job I had performing straight out of university wasn't the best. So it kind of like always knowing that summer camp was in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, I, I I can quit this because I know I've got summer camp. So I kind of leaned into that and I quit my job and went out back and worked. I, like, you know, I still worked professionally doing jobs here, jobs there and what have you. But the nature of the performance world is I could always go back, back to summer camp, lean back on and a little bit of stability, even though it's not 
like some people wouldn't call summer camp stability, but the fact that I would be doing jobs here, there and everywhere, summer camp was like a constant. So that was kind of, that was very nice. That's really cool. And so nowadays between summers, what are you up to? Yes. So nowadays I'm working um, in the fitness industry here in Toronto. Cool. Yeah. So I love being around people. I love seeing people achieve their goals. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing here in Toronto. And then I'll, in the summer, I get to go up north into the cottage countryside and be ar- by the lake and be around all the lush greenery and the excitement that is summer camp. This is awesome. And like, I do you want to just like draw attention. You're like, this job that I got out of college, like, eh, <laughs> it doesn't feel quite right. And I think that's a feeling a lot of people can resonate with, but maybe push through because they think yeah. it might change or might go away. But sometimes it doesn't. And like, it's yeah. okay to make take the non-traditional path. It's okay to do things that your parents wouldn't do. It's your life. Yeah. So like, I love that. I'm glad you shared that part. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I agree. I just, I believe in the fact of doing something that's good for you and your mental health and your personal well-being over trying to prove it to somebody else or trying to try to save face, I guess. And it's really, I guess it, it is really hard to do and it is really hard to, take that step especially if well just anybody especially if things have come easy for you in life like you didn't really have to study maybe at school or you found something that you really were passionate about maybe in college but now you're adulting (laughs) and it's okay it's okay like life is long and it's okay to pause and take a step back and I think that's something that I definitely learned throughout the pandemic to pause and take a step back and like reevaluate some things and figure out actually this is what I like or actually that wasn't healthy for me that wasn't good for me um so it's okay to do that as well when everybody else is picking back up and going full steam ahead it's okay if you're not there yet absolutely sometimes like you actually instead of doing everything, trying to figure out a solution, you need to do nothing and let like answers sort of flow to you. And I've personally learned that during the pandemic as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Very cool. So as a camp counselor in your various roles throughout the years, what have been some of your biggest responsibilities? So I, my biggest responsibilities, well, I think the role that I'm in currently and I have been since 2019 is my biggest responsibility is I've now worked my way up to be sort of like a supervisor for staff and campers and the fact that I oversee nine to 11 year olds and all the nine to 11 year olds that come to our camp I oversee with an amazing person alongside me um, and all of their staff. So we make sure that not only the kids' well-being and happiness and excitement of the staffs, like the fact that they 
our staff start at 16, 17 years old. Um, so we really, it is their first job and their first job is looking after someone's child or a cabin of 10 to 14 of them. So be, you have to be there, go in with compassion and care because it's a tiring role, but you're doing that for staff that is somebody's child um, and they want to make sure that they're looked after, but also the nine to 11 year olds that are bright eyed and bushy tailed and full of excitement. You have to like look after them as well and make sure they're okay and make sure they're writing letters home and <laughs> they're eating enough and making sure if they fall over and scrape their knee, like they're changing that bandaid and it's not getting gross and they're showering. Like all, all of like the basic necessities that you have to remind your children to do on a larger scale. <laughs> right. Which is like things a 16 or 17 year old might not think of because exactly. they are children also. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They lose track of what day it is. And yeah, I jumped in the lake. So that's showering, right? They jumped in the lake today. That's showering, right? Um, And it's like, okay, how do we get this one kid that doesn't like showering to cl like cleanse themselves? Like, oh, let's make a slip and slide with soap. So at least some soap hits their body. Like, be, like being creative that way. Um, Or they're really struggling maybe with a kid that isn't settling down at nighttime and everybody else is getting cranky. Okay, so what can we do with that one kid to help them settle down? Okay, what does that look like for them? What do they enjoy doing? And working alongside them with the 16, 17-year-old to help give them the tools to come back next year and use them and get better. Um, so it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And that's just the beauty of the beast, I guess, in the fact that every year there is, you're working alongside different people and the beauty of coming back every year, you get to see like my campers now I'm working alongside, um, as as their staff like older staff members now so that's like the beauty of everything as well you get to see people grow up and become amazing humans and see what they're doing with their lives and that's truly special as well that's so nice wow yeah. very cool so earlier you had mentioned in your first summer like you couldn't have been prepared for what camp would be like do you yeah. have any recommendations for someone who might be doing this for the first time to maybe ease into that transition? Oh, I I have so many thoughts and things. That's why I created my social media of Britain the Six. Like I had so many times along my things, I said, oh, why didn't anyone tell me that? That's so obvious. Oh, why didn't, why am I only learning this now? Um, like, aha moments I guess but the first thing what I would say to people is reach out if you've been hired for a camp reach out to the camp and say hey thank you for hiring me do you have any returning staff members that were in my position that I can talk to and I think they are the best advocates they are the best people to turn to because they were the ones that were in your shoes maybe last year or the year before um and they're a lot more relatable 
I believe. And they might actually be more honest than the camp directors and the people that work for camp full time because they'll tell you like, oh, on the packing list, it says don't bring a mattress topper, but everyone brings one anyway. So you'll want to be comfier. You want a good night's sleep. So go to Walmart and get one or like little things like that. Like, yes, even though on the packing list, it says bring five pairs of shorts, but we go through clothes like one out here. So double everything. Like, <laughs> so that would be my top tip for anybody that is a first time camp counselor. Um, but again, my, that's the whole reason why I started a blog, why I started a podcast, why I started the social media Brit in the six was because there are so many of those little things that people either forget to tell you, or they've been in the game for so long that they don't realize that you don't know it. I think that's so common, like in anything new, when you're so immersed in something, people forget. And so I'm going to be linking all of Bethany's stuff in the show notes so you can find her Instagram. She posts a ton of content and her blog and all of that. Awesome. And so thank you. I think we've touched on it, but like, what do you find to be the most rewarding part of this job? Yeah, I would say the most rewarding part is the connections that I've made with people and seeing those connections grow year after year, even if they don't come back to camp, like those connections are still there. And I think seeing them do amazing things with their lives is rewarding or seeing like somebody I worked alongside my first summer, like came in like on a gap year after finishing high school not knowing what what they wanted to do in life and we worked together in like the theater department or what have you and they really like painting and they started making sets for show for the camp shows and now they are back in their home country and they are building sets for huge touring companies and painting murals on the size of walls um, like commissioned art pieces and that's like that fills my heart with joy because even though I didn't say oh you're you should do this for a living the fact I was there next to them like painting in the lines that they drew because I'm not a painter <laughs> um, but um, the fact that I was there it during that summer where they were finding themselves like for me I get I like feel a little proud and my heart like warms when that when something like that happens and I guess being in the summer camp industry for so long, there's so many people like that. Or there's people that come to you years later that are like, can I need references? Can I have you as a reference? And you're like, oh, that warms my heart that you thought of me to, to be your reference. Like, it's very humbling, but it warms my heart so much. I love that. Very nice. And... Final question, like what advice do you have for someone who is maybe sitting at home in the UK or somewhere else and they want to travel abroad to do something like become a camp counselor, but they feel afraid or uncertain or they're Mm. not sure if they can do it? I would honestly, I would say the best thing about the internet is the fact that everybody is so connected, the, the fact that you can just type and find out any, any question you have, you can type and press enter and there'll be an answer for you. And I think that's the same with if you have the butterflies in your stomach of, oh, I think about 
wanting to do this, but I'm not sure. Like, look on social media. There's tons of groups out there, like camp counselor groups or people that are thinking about it, doing it, YouTube videos, podcasts, social media, everything. And they're all, everybody that I've spoken to and everybody that I watch and connect with all say how positive it was that they did it. Even though they were scared to do it, even though they thought they didn't have enough money to do it, even though they're like never, nobody in their family has left the country before. I know some people that like didn't have a passport before and they had to go out and get a passport to come and work at a summer camp. And the fact that there is an online community now is huge. Like in my hometown, there was nobody that had done this experience and I didn't really have anybody to like talk to or reach out to. And so I leaned really heavily on that summer camp agency. Whereas now I would have just typed and watched somebody's YouTube talk about it. So I would say definitely that's use the power of social media for positive things and search because there'll be answers out there and there'll be, a, especially with camp counselors, there'll be a lot of positivity towards it. And lots of people will say, just do it, just do it. Amazing. Well, Bethany, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing everything. You're so genuine. And I love talking to people like you who clearly love what you do and it shows and you can feel it. And so, I mean, I personally wish that for everyone. I want everyone to love what they do. So thank you for being so open and sharing all that with us. Thank you for having me. Honestly, I love talking about it. So anytime I'm happy to chat. I love it. Alrighty. Well, everyone else, I'll catch you on the next episode. Wait, before you go, if you are here because you are exploring your travel options, I'm excited to share with you that I've just revamped my free offerings to help you on your journey. Whether you need help budgeting for a career break, saving money for a trip, or learning how to effectively apply for a remote job, I've got you. Visit the link in the show notes or go directly to www.travelshifters.com slash freebies to download what you need. And don't hesitate to let me know what you think. Thank you for tuning in to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I would be so thankful for your positive review on Apple Podcasts so I can keep the episodes coming. If you aren't already following me on social media, Come soak up the extra tips and travel inspiration on Instagram by following me at The Travel Shifters or by visiting my website at travelshifters.com. Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it.